Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Hey there, welcome back to another episode on Grieving Moms Podcast. This is episode 79, Physical Health versus Mental Health. So I wanted to dive into this because in this year of COVID and all the things that have come along with it, something that's very close to my heart is the importance of mental health and how little we are valuing mental health and focusing only on physical health. And I totally get it. If you die of a physical thing such as COVID, then you don't need to worry about your mental health. So of course, both are important. But so often physical health takes precedence over mental health. And I definitely can't say that I have all the answers or really any answers of how we're supposed to navigate this. But I just wanted to share kind of my perspective and really encourage you to care for your mental health. Um, And really, I want to share a personal story. It's very personal to me. Um, So it's a little bit scary to share because it's a very personal story (laughs) that's very recent. So I just got me thinking about this subject, why mental health is such a struggle, um, and even saying that something is hard or that you're struggling right now. And I don't want to dive too deeply into this topic, um, especially around COVID, because it's so hard. It's so charged with so many opinions on every side. And I truly believe that it's been bringing out the worst in every person. And I have never been in such charged discussions, even with my loved ones which has made this whole situation even worse. So I just want to talk about my own personal story from my own experience and take it or leave it. Um, I think we can all listen to somebody's story and then like start judging immediately. But if you can take a step back and have compassion for somebody else's story and say that this is true and this is true, I think we we start to say, no, my story is true, so nothing else can be true. Um And I'm going to share my story and it can be something completely different than you are going through and we, our stories can both be true. So ever since the masks have become a thing, um, since it's been something that we are supposed to wear everywhere, I have struggled with them and for so many other reasons, but the biggest one being is that I couldn't breathe and I couldn't describe to others how it affected me. I, you know, I start to it was really hard to put into words. I didn't, couldn't even fathom or notice how much my mind began to panic when I had to put a mask on because I couldn't breathe. And then I began to question myself um, because everyone else would say that they can breathe, that they don't like them, but it's fine for them. And so then I start to be like, well, what's wrong with me? Can I really not breathe? Am I just making this up? Am I just not wanting to wear a mask? So I'm pretending I can't breathe. What's wrong with me? Like, what's my problem? How come I can't? wear this mask. Everyone else seems fine with it. Even if some people don't like it, it's fine for them. They can physically do it. And here's the thing is we cannot see what goes on inside someone else's body or within their mind. And so often as a person who is living in a stressed state or in deep grief, 
you might feel like you have to try to convince others that this is really as bad as you say it is. And then because it doesn't seem to be that big of a deal to other people, you start to minimize your own suffering and say that there's something wrong with me. I'm the problem. I have something wrong with me. And I don't know what my problem is. And I had a very hard time saying that I couldn't wear one because I have a medical condition because it wasn't something I could actually prove. Like it felt like, yes, I can't breathe, but I I don't have like a paper that says like, you can't breathe because it felt like it was all in my mind. But then I had an experience and noticed how where I, when I was forced to wear the mask over my nose for an extended period of time, that I was so close to having a panic to attack there and I had to leave. And I think we start to question ourselves so much. And I also had another experience where I was forced to wear one over my nose without like even the option of wearing my face shield. And um, I was denied care, like medical care, if I couldn't do that. And so it felt very forced. It felt like I had to. And I did have a panic attack the whole entire time. And it was horrible. It was horrific. It's something that I don't really like to say um, because it it's so personal, but it's also what mental health is. And I just want to say that like, I realized it took me a long time to realize this actually is a medical thing for me, that I cannot wear one. But because I was fighting my mind so much and like it's it's all in my mind and everybody else is fine. What's wrong with me? And like I whatever, we don't we don't give ourselves enough credit. And it's hard to when you have to try to explain to other people who don't understand. And for me, I realized um I was having a conversation with some friends who said that there's another lady who can't wear one because she almost drowned when she was a child. And I don't know why for me. I don't know the reason at this point, but I do think that maybe that would be a reason because I did almost drown when I was younger and I have always had the need to breathe. Um, Even if my husband gets too close to me, I'm always like, back up, I need to breathe. And so, yeah, I tell this story because when you're struggling with emotional health, mental health, things that people cannot see but are inside of you, it's so hard to believe yourself that there is something that you could get help for. It's so hard to try to, quote unquote, fight for yourself, feeling like nobody will believe you, nobody understands, and you just start thinking something is wrong with you. And let me tell you, this the thing that has been almost more traumatic than having a panic attack with a mask over my nose was feeling like nobody believed me and nobody understood the severity of what I was going through. Um, and really try, having to feel like I have to fight on every corner to get people to believe me because nobody believes me. Nobody believes that it's important to me. And it, it is exhausting. It's really, really exhausting. So I want to give you a couple examples. If you break your arm, you go in immediately for help, right? Because your arm isn't functioning and you can see it with your own eyes that you need the help. You cannot do your daily tasks without pain. You cannot use the physical part of your body. Others can see that you broke your arm and so they don't expect you to use it. They get, like, they help you. They're like, hey, you need to go in. You go get the help. Like, they can see the need. They can physically see it with their eyes. But here's the thing with mental health. Grief, PTSD, anxiety, depression, any other mental health struggles, 
you cannot see from an outside perspective. You might be able to tell that somebody's struggling mentally, but you do not know what is going on inside of somebody. It's all internal. It's all inside of you. And let's take PTSD for example. There's something that's happened to you that absolutely needs professional help and support. Yet, because it's internal, so often women second-guess themselves. Maybe I'm broken. Maybe I'm just weak. Other people can handle this. Why can't I? It's easy to start to justify why you feel the way you do and to shame yourself into not getting the help that you need because maybe you're making a bigger deal of it in your mind than it actually is. And yet, mental health struggles are causing so much suffering. And with COVID and the focus on physical health, mental health suffering has just gotten worse. And it's continuing to get worse. Because as a society, we don't say it's important enough. But then for you personally, are you sweet mom who has lost a child, who is living with anxiety, who is living with the grief and the loss of your child? Are you taking care of your mental health? Do you think those kind of thoughts like, well, there's just something wrong with me and nobody can help? Or that, yes, every day is an absolute struggle to get through and I'm barely surviving, but this is just how it is. For some reason, with mental health, it's harder to get help because maybe it means that you're weak or maybe it's actually admitting that you feel broken. Maybe it's actually admitting that you need the help. That's hard. Maybe it's terrifying because then you actually have to change something. Or maybe you have had a horrible experience with trying to get help, where you tried to go get help. You tried to go to somebody who you thought could help you, and you felt misunderstood. You felt pushed on or forced to places that you weren't ready for. And I really want you to hear me, that if you are struggling with this, I see you. I believe you. I hear you. I know it's hard. I know you are struggling. And I know what it feels like to battle this that feels so exhausting. And truly, I've had my own mental struggles with PTSD, anxiety, depression. And I know how much can change when you get the right support and tools. Your life doesn't have to be one of absolute suffering. I know it can feel like that. I know it can feel so overwhelming. It doesn't have to be one of emptiness and void of purpose. When you have the right tools and the support, it's amazing how much can begin to shift and change for you. And I wanted to talk about this, not to say that there's something wrong with you, but to say that if you are feeling like you are struggling with grief, if you are questioning if what you are going through is actually as bad as it feels, you are human and you don't have to do this alone. You can absolutely learn tools to help you. And taking care of your mental and emotional health is one of the most important things you can do. Because our mental health and our emotional health affects everything in our lives. So if you look at your relationships, your finances, your happiness level, your ability to cope, your job, your outlook on life, everything, it affects everything. And yes, physical health is super important too. And this isn't a conversation of which one's more important. It's how can we care for both? How can we care for both mental and physical health rather than putting more importance on physical health? So I want to to encourage you to why not take it as seriously as it is? I want to talk a little bit about suicide because it's related so much to mental health and because many of the moms that I've worked with and many of the moms in my Facebook group as well have had children die of suicide. And I think it's so important to bring up how important your mental health is 
and that nobody else can decide for you that you need help and that you need to care for yourself and your emotions and your mind, that this is up to you. And this is something you have to decide for yourself. But please, please, please get the help. I hear you. I see you. But get the help before it becomes an emergency. Just get the help that you need. I hope this was helpful. I hope that you know that you don't have to suffer so much and that there are tools to make it lighter, that there is ways to care for your mental and emotional health in a way where you don't have to suffer so much. I do one-on-one coaching and group coaching, which is in session right now, but you can certainly message me and begin getting help with me. I guide moms through the emotions of grief and give them tools to notice their thoughts and begin to take back control that feels so out of control, take it back into their lives. You do not need to do this alone. I just want to encourage you to get the help in the way that feels right for you. Another tool that I want to offer to you is a workshop. It's brand new. It's called Stop Talking, Start Feeling. And it gives you tools to understanding your emotions and your thoughts. And it also has guided meditations and ways to process specifically the emotions of guilt and sadness that come with grief. If you are interested in joining this workshop, it's only $27 and you can get it by going to meganhillica.com slash workshop. We'll see you next week, friends. Take care. Well, this episode of Grieving Moms podcast is over. You can join me and other grieving mothers in my free Facebook group to continue conversations of all things life after child loss. Go to www.meganhillica.com slash community to join us there. If you like this podcast, could you please share it with other grieving mothers so that they can also find hope in life after loss and to know that they are never alone.